0: Episode 64 of the Cherokee Rewind set to drop. I am Mick. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us as our guest, our featured guest this week is a guy who spent a little under half a season in Toledo, but still has a nice little story to tell. He goes by the name of John Melendez. And John, uh, what, what season, what was the season that you played in Toledo, if you remember?
1: Oh man, I believe that would have been, I I might have been oh seven oh eight. Okay. Um. Uh, right. I
0: 607. seven. All right. And so now, you hail originally from around Denver, correct?
1: Correct. Actually, Boulder, Colorado.
0: Okay. Oh, Boulder. Okay. Well, let me ask you. Um. First off, welcome, and thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Uh, I, I always try to remember and take a shot at what jersey number you wore. Now, I sort of – I remembered Matt Rogers, because I know both of you come from Colorado, and you guys actually played together. We'll get into that as we go along. But, uh, uh For some reason, it was either 27 or 28, and I want to say it was 27. Was I close? Oh, oh,
1: man, you had it. It was actually 28.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm, that's all right. I, most of the time I never get it right anyway, so it does. I'm, I'm lucky I got that close. But, uh, yeah, no,
1: you actually,
0: yeah. Okay, but uh, hey, not bad for an old guy. Uh, and I don't do. I don't I use the Internet to cheat either to see what it is and stuff. I try to do this stuff from memory. And it makes it more challenging sure. and more fun. Sure. But, I've uh,
1: actually listened to a couple of your uh, – your podcast, and I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you don't know, cheat. You, 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 you give an honest guess, and it, either you're close or you're off. But you, know, <laughs> you, don't, uh, you don't
0: cheat. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, um, uh, let's get well. Let's get started here. I want to see what goes uh-huh. into the wonderful world of uh, John Melendez and how you got interested in the game of hockey. Uh, talk about your your humble early beginnings when you were a young little guy.
1: Sure. Um, so as a kid, I started off. I played. I played every sport. Uh, I was. My dad put me in everything from football. I played lacrosse, uh, soccer, basketball, and uh, sort of like the similar story of Matt Rogers when the Avalanche came to town, um, hockey became sort of a, a popular thing. Or, sorry. Yeah. And so I, my my dad had kind of signed me up for tryouts in rec league. And I had never really even, I had played some roller hockey with some of the neighborhood kids and uh, wanted to get into it, but didn't really know how or what I was doing. And I got thrown into ice hockey tryouts, didn't even know how to stop. I was like the, the Luis Mendoza of, uh, of the Mighty Bucks. <laughs> I was the massive kid out there, but I, but I didn't know how to stop. And so I was flying around and in the this, in this tryout. Crashing into boards, and one of the coaches said, "You yeah, know, we'll, we'll, we'll take this guy."
0: Well, how old we were you when that when that happened? I was about twelve years old. Holy cow! That's a late start for a hockey player. That's a late
1: start!
0: Wow. So, um, so uh, do you remember your first coach's name? I think was Mike,
1: but I don't remember his last one.
0: Okay, Coach Mike, it is. Um, now, yeah. what do you remember about that first year when you tried playing, uh, other than the fact that you couldn't stop, uh, <laughs> literally and figuratively? Uh, what was it that attracted you, and how? what was it like uh, as far as, um, you know, being around other those other kids? Were you nervous or anxious uh, trying to play, uh, you know, in a, in a house league like that? Yeah, I, I was a little
1: nervous because I was playing against kids who had been playing for many years. Um, experienced and you know understood the the game of hockey at least in some some fashion and you know here I am trying to trying to pretend like I know what I'm doing and understand how to you know on a breakout take the puck off the boards and either move it up or pass the centerman in and trying to follow along and learn as quickly as possible um, but I just I remember just trying to I guess like I said just trying to learn as much as possible I uh, didn't want to be the odd kid out that didn't know what he was doing. Um, I was, I guess, lucky enough to be athletic, so I could make plays. I just had to kind of learn the game. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's something that I really loved. I just loved the quickness and the skill of the game, um, especially just watching it. But, I don't know, it was just something I knew that I wanted to do. from when I first got on the ice, it was just, I do not know. I wanted to give up every other sport and just play hockey.
0: Okay, so now, I mean, obviously the Avalanche were the team that you fell in love with, but who were some of the players that you looked up to when you first took up the game? Um, I'll say when
1: actually growing up, uh, my mom, she was from Pittsburgh, and so actually I loved watching Lemieux and Yager and the way those guys played. Um, so kind of my first, before even the Avalanche came to town, I was a, a, a Penguins fan, and, uh, it was definitely those guys. And then actually watching, you know, Forsberg and Sackic and those kind of Colorado household names okay. were, you know, the, the inspiration, yeah.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Now, so being, you know, that, you know, your mom was from Pittsburgh, so you, you, you followed the pens a bit, did you follow yep. all the other Pittsburgh sports too, like the Steelers and the Pirates? Uh,
1: the, the Steelers a little bit, um, but we were kind of a Broncos family. Um we had season tickets when I was a, a young kid, and so I still I still did really like the Steelers, but I kind of first and foremost you was know, a you know orange and blue. Sure. Okay. And, the, and then pirates, not so much. I wasn't I, even I played baseball. I just I guess the game was too slow for me. I didn't really care too much for for the MLB.
0: Which is kind of surprising because in the reason I say that. Is because generally speaking, just I'm just talking in generalization here, the sure. hockey fans or the guys that play hockey, because it's the opposite of opposite season, tend to enjoy baseball and golf the most. I'm saying because that's usually their off season, you know, from hockey, sure. so they get to yeah. they follow that quite a bit. And so it just wasn't fast enough for you, huh? No, and you
1: know, I played baseball. I uh, I was an outfielder. I didn't. I played youth baseball many years growing up. I spent most of the time picking grass in the outfield. You know, looking at birds flying around or whatever. I don't know. I just, it, even though I did it for many years, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't care. I didn't like it.
0: You weren't in love with it, so that's that's fair. Was cool. not in love with it. Yeah. Now, was there besides hockey? What was the other sport you really uh, got attached to? I would say
1: lacrosse. Um, I, I was a pretty good lacrosse player. I played for uh, many seasons, well, I would say many, a few seasons in middle school. And then um, into high school, I kind of had to decide to, you know, pick a sport and go with it. And I, I gave up lacrosse and, and went to the hockey.
0: Wow. Uh, so, uh, now, when you were, you know, I mean, that's it still boggles my mind, the fact that you didn't start till you were about 12 years old. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I know that, um, you know, it it didn't work all that all that well in Toledo, but the fact that you made a jump in just a few years from playing, uh, basically, the be- being a beginner, I mean, a full out beginner, to making it all the way into juniors, over the span of just you know, within like five years. To me, that's incredible because most kids, most kids, I mean, I've seen some that have started as late as 10 and they have made it, but it wasn't easy. They had to, they struggled to make it. <clears throat> you, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you did that in a, in basically no time. I mean, you had, uh, I mean, usually when you, when kids start, they're still little kids. And then they, they all hit the matru- maturity level. They start to change uh, around the time that you were just getting started. And that's why I just, I'm like, I'm really impressed because you you basically were starting when where most kids change, uh, start to change a little bit and start to hit growth spurts, et cetera. And here you are, you're just like, eh, I can't stop, <laughs> you know? And you were able to, so, you were still able to, parlay i can't stop into i can't stop until i get to juniors and uh hello and and even beyond you know i mean the fact that you were able to uh do all those things and we'll get to all these things here in just a minute but i just like i said that's just my observation is the fact that you were able to do that in such a short turnaround and i i think that's pretty cool so um yeah uh, now what i mean go ahead
1: yeah, I, was just, I was just consumed by it. I, I just, it, it was just something in me that I, you know, and I had, and we can, I know we'll, we'll kind of get into it more, but I just had, you know, a good coach when I ended up playing for the Rampage, who helped kind of develop me and and lead me into these, uh, you know, to, to being a better hockey player. But it was, it was definitely something that I don't know what it was, but there was just a fire inside of me that just, I just, I just, I just wanted to do it. I just hockey was something for me, and I just, I just loved it. Well, put stick
0: down. Okay, so now when you uh, after that first year, uh, was when wh- where did you go next?
1: So I played uh, Boulder Youth Hockey uh, Bantam B, I believe. I think it's a Denver or Pee Wee B or Bantam. I can't remember now. But same thing. I played B hockey uh, growing up, and then I actually tried out for a couple of AAA teams, and I ended up making. The Colorado Rampage, uh, AAA. When I was, I
0: believe, sixteen years old. Okay. So who is your coach? And somehow. Sorry about that. Who's your coach? Andy Sherman. Okay, so I mean, was the... and that was your, uh, that was your introduction to full boron, competitive travel hockey. Yeah. Ooh, I played
1: you know, some travel hockey, but it was not on, on this scale, and yeah, it was, uh, the full, you know, for, you know, you're, you're trading year-round, basically, um, you know, you show up on time, you wear, uh, you know, whether it's a traction on the road or a shirt and tie at home type thing, and yeah, it was, it was serious, uh, proper attire, being, being, you know, accountable for who you are and what you're doing, even on and off the ice was, was a big thing, and yeah.
0: So, uh, let me ask you then, uh, what was it like for you when you first started playing that? Uh, What adjustments did you have to make as far as in your game to try and, uh, you know, meet the criteria and meet what they were expecting out of you?
1: I think it was sort of, um, I I guess, really understanding the game, but not only, you know, they say a a good player – uh, where they say that a good player sees the the game what you know as it is, but then a great player sees the game two steps ahead. You know that was the thing that they they really taught trying to see not just what what's happening in front of you, but what what you know the, watching the, the play develop or you know thinking they, they two steps ahead of the next guy. So that was one thing that they, you know we always pushed on. just you know if you're breaking out the, the puck out of the zone, it's not just oh you know I got the puck, what do I do next. You already know what you're doing when you have the puck in, your hand, or you should be at least. And so those type of things were in building us. That and like the, the the hard work. If you weren't gonna win, you're at least gonna work hard. And so uh, I come from uh from a military family, my dad's an old Marine and so I, I understood the hard work and I, I liked that. I liked a little bit of you know, that, that type stuff. Um a little bit of regimen and I don't know, it was, it was uh it
0: was good. Okay. So now, um, so, now, how long did you play with the Rampage?
1: Played two seasons there.
0: And what was the hockey like? Was it good hockey? I mean, did you play against some good teams?
1: We did. We we usually got worked, but we traveled and we played good teams. Um, played East Coast, did some Midwest stuff, went down to Florida. Uh, played even in our own state. Played, you know, minors, AAA, and... Uh, trying to get the Thunder Road away. Um, yeah, but we played a lot of good hockey. We were not the most skilled team, but was, uh, each night we uh we we definitely worked hard getting out.
0: No, at least had the two
1: teams that we were there.
0: Yeah. Now I mean did you uh I mean now of course uh did you play with Matt back then uh with the Rampage? I did, yeah. So what was it like having him as a teammate back in, in Colorado?
1: It was great. So he was a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I actually would make the commute from Boulder to Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and a half every day. Um, and so there were times where it was game nights, or I guess I wouldn't stay there because it was, uh, you know, on weekends because it was high school. But I often would stay at, at Matt Rogers' house with his family. Uh, we, uh, I guess on the weekends, and we'd have like a Friday and Saturday night game.
0: Okay.
1: So that was great. Him and I were good friends. Him and I, we played sort of similar style, and uh, we often were on the same line together. We actually had a our, our name for our line was me, Matt Rogers, and a, a guy named Jonathan Parrish. So my last, so our, our uh, abbreviation for our line was the RPN line, Rogers, Melendez, Parrish. Gotcha. So we were the the, uh, the go-getter line. Okay.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. Um. So tell me, you oh. you. I know, uh, that, uh, that I think Matt came to Toledo first. Um, yes. what was it? I mean, after that second season with the rampage, uh, were there any other options for you or were you looking some for somewhere to play or had, is there, was there anyone that contacted you about maybe expressing some interest at all?
1: Yes. Um, so we did a number of, of, uh, junior camps and free agent camps, um, and yeah, I uh, had an opportunity to play actually with Matt. Uh, he played his first year in, um, or is it in Maine, in Portland? Yeah. I tried out in Portland as well. Uh, I also tried out in Helena, Montana, and I got the call from Portland after Helena uh, gave me their call that we'd like to have you. So I I took the. Took the route to I went to Helena and played in RPAC my first year, first year. Um, while I was it there. We ended up winning the Cascade Cup. Went to nationals. Uh, had a good experience there, even though we played against some awesome teams. Uh, I know when you had talked to Matt uh, in your in his call, you guys talked about the, the those St. Louis teams
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, we got worked by one of those St. Louis national championship teams at nationals, but a good
0: experience uh, I really enjoyed it that's wow that's and t- tell me about what hockey was like in the NORPAC because I've always often wondered because those boys you guys are are, are, are uh, road warriors man there's no close trips uh, to yeah. you know to Barnes you gotta go a long way to play on the road
1: yeah we, we did we traveled there were times where we would spend almost two weeks on the road on a bus uh, but I think that was it, it was It really what kind of helped our team bond. Uh, We'd spend many hours on road trips, and we became very close. Um, But yeah, like you said, there was there weren't too many close bonds. So we spent many hours on the bus. Uh, These weren't the greatest buses, so oftentimes these buses were in you know shops. There was a time I remember we were can't remember headed to Cordell Lane or something, and it was like an overnight trip, and woke up uh, thinking we were still on the road to you know, we woke up and all of a sudden we're looking around and we're inside of a truck garage. <laughs> and to figure out what's going on? The engine blew up or something, but um, yeah, it was good. It was a, it was definitely an experience. And, but it was it was
0: fun. Oh man. So who who at that time was your guys' biggest rival?
1: Man, I think Instate would have been viewed, but they weren't like a competitive rival. They were just like an in state rival, but we usually pounded them. Mm-hmm. Um probably like probably is Coeur d'Alene. I think they were the Coeur d'Alene Lakers, I think, at that point. Uh and I think they changed names a few times. Um they were Coot or something, but they were a skilled team. Uh physical. The games got trippy, but they were they were good good games too. Yeah,
0: uh I'm trying to remember some of the other teams back then. There was like uh there was a there was a team I know. I mean, some of the teams over there, they packed houses. Uh, oh, yeah. Wasn't it like Puget Sound? or I can't remember.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? You're right. Actually, Puget Sound, they were the uh, they were the, the least best. They brought all these kids in. Uh, they actually got in trouble with the Pack. I guess they were playing, paying players. They had, uh, I don't know what the deal was. But, yeah, they were really good. They would pack the house. Uh, we packed the house. There were some other places. They had a really cool arena and uh, even though they weren't a great team but that place would get rocking and these places were selling beers for like 25 cents and the crowd was getting rowdy and it was crazy <laughs> that would
0: explain that would explain why
1: yeah mean you're the only show in town and you got cheap
0: I mean, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Twenty-five cent beers, man. That takes me back to like the nineteen seventies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We used to we used to have ten cent beer nights at the old barn here in Toledo for our minor league hockey. Oh, it's great. You stuff. know,
1: everything adds up to, to good things, right?
0: Yeah, everything goes swimmingly well after about a dollar's worth. But uh, right, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so you so you play in the Norpak. Um, did you think about maybe staying there, or what was it that made you want to come to Toledo? So, I did,
1: I loved the team that I played for, but I I did, um, you know, I wanted to advance my career and wanted to do, you know, bigger and better things. So, actually, before I went to Toledo, I ended up playing uh, in the Atlantic Junior Hockey League uh, for the Northern Lab Cyclones, so I went, drove from Montana back home to Colorado, packed up myself up, drove out to Massachusetts, had wow. a year there, which was which was really good hockey, um, totally different from the Northpack stuff. Uh, played with some guys who were signing D1 and D3 uh, commitments, and um, our captain, I think his name is Brett Carrier, went to Maine, and I mean it was it was. Totally different. Um, it was great. It was it was good hockey. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm. So, so I mean, so to, go ahead.
1: Sorry, go ahead. So I'd say from there, then I, uh, you know, I had uh, talked with Matt Rogers, and he, you know, I, I know that the year that I joined Toledo was the year that right after they had came off that uh, national championship run where they uh, took second, and you know, I, another thing that you know I thought that this would be a good solid program who had, you know, winning in their mind and some that I also wanted it to go for.
0: Well, so now, uh, so how, you spent an entire season in the AJ or did you only spent part of one season?
1: I spent the whole season up there. I bounced, so Northern Nats had two teams, uh, an AJ and it's called the MJ, the Metropolitan League. Yep. All very good. Uh, so I kind of bounced between both teams. Uh, never really found a fit, but, uh, enjoyed it. I didn't, didn't, you know, have like a, a great connection with, with many teammates or I, I lived in, in an apartment with a friend of mine. Um, so I just went there to work hard, played hockey and that was that, I guess.
0: Mm. So you just kind of, after that, you were just kind of, eh. So, um, what did you do the next season to start?
1: So the next season I did start with Toledo mm-hmm. um, after that yeah I uh, I'm not, I don't remember exactly how I got the tryout or how that all worked out I was trying to recount that today um I know it was you know mainly because of Matt rogers who kind of asked me to come out give a try I did made the team um, ended up living with uh, assistant coach chris Tarshay
0: <laughs> um, that had to be alright. Yeah. Oh, that was alright.
1: And then I, I actually lived with Anthony Martin. I mean, I lived in in Tarsh's basement.
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, so that,
1: that was a good time.
0: Yeah. Did uh, Did he uh, wake you guys up at like five in the morning uh, with uh, his uh, daily regimen of drum practicing?
1: The, the drum set. I remember the drum set. Yeah. Oh, uh, he would bang on those drums. Yeah. I can't remember if he ever woke us up that early, but I remember, you know, sometimes he would go
0: wrong if I was drunk. Yeah, I remember there, but... there there was a player there was a player before you were there, I think. Uh Ryan Sexsmith, and he, he stayed at Tarsh's place. Uh he would bill it okay. there. And uh and Tarsh would purposely wake him up at like five in the morning with the uh, with uh, drum practice. <laughs> and drive him nuts. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> So I remember Ryan, I played, he, he was on our team at that, during that year. He must have, maybe he was somewhere else, or was living somewhere else, but I, I do
0: remember playing with him. Well, the thing is, is that I think he spent, it might have been, he spent more than one year with us. So it might have been right. a, a different season than yours. But, uh, right. I mean, it was just, I remember Ryan, <clears throat> I remember Ryan telling me about that, how, he, how uh, Tarsh would go, go crazy, because Tarsh is a real big Rush fan. And uh, Neil what? Peart, the late great Neil Peart was his favorite drummer. And oh he would go nuts on the drum kit, just beat the snot out of it. And uh yeah. he would he had no problem doing that early in the morning before work. <laughs> or late at night. Yeah, that too. Oh gosh, that is yeah. too funny. So uh yeah. so tell me about Tarsh uh on the bench and in the locker room versus Tarsh away from the away from the rink.
1: So I know that he was a uh, definitely like a uh, a driven guy. He uh, you know he was all business on the ice. Um, it seemed like he was pretty serious, uh, which I like. I, I'm you know I'm kind of a all business type type person myself, and so I, I like the way that, that Tarsh coached and um, you know living with him, I you know I kind of found like an ally in him on and off the bench. Um, but yeah, he definitely was a lot more loose at home. He had a dog named Wayne, um, crazy, black, uh, long-haired dog, and I, I don't know, I just he just seemed like a more loose, cool guy, off the ice. Um, like you said, big Rush man, I think his license plate on his, his vehicle was, a, it said like Rush number one or something, um, and so yeah, I mean, he was definitely into music and, and that type of stuff, which was cool. So yeah. Uh, yeah, all the way around, I, I did like Tarshi.
0: Okay, and then you also played for was it Chris Varga, or was that Dunk's first I did year? It. I played for Dunkin. Yeah, that was Dunk's first year. So, uh, yeah. so tell me, what was it like playing? Because Dunk is also, uh, I think, would probably be right up your alley as far as uh, he he is um, he he's a very intense coach. He's a very regimented coach, and he uh-huh. puts in he puts in the work. Yes. Yeah, no, I
1: I, I liked uh, Duncan, and I definitely had respect um, for you know what he did. Uh, I believe he, he played for the Jets, and I know that he had coached you know uh, high caliber teams previously. And you know he, uh, yeah, I, I I had a lot of respect for him and, and his background. Um, I, I didn't get to play a ton under him, um, but I did I, I did enjoy the, the, the games that I did play for him the organization
0: so tell me what it was like uh you know when you came into the toledo camp how was it any different from any like the uh when you went to massachusetts or when you went to the norpac uh how was it different if any when you went into the toledo camp
1: so i knew that you know that they were coming off a national championship run and and there was definitely a lot of very skilled guys there I knew that the Central States League was a, was a good league and, uh, you know, a, a talented league. And, and I know there's some grittiness and some roughness to it, but it was definitely skilled. And uh, I remember the camp being, you know, a very quality camp, um, well-organized. And uh, I, I know I can't remember all the names, but there were some really good players there, big guys, that I was somewhat amazed by. I was like, man, how do these big guys have hands and speed and can hit? and put it all together
0: yeah so. but uh, now did you uh, did it make you feel any uh, I guess uh, like man I gotta step up my game or hey I can hang with these guys which which way did you go
1: so I'm a little bit in between um, I'm lucky to have uh, some, some speed under me. So I can definitely skate with the, some of the best of these guys. Hands-wise, I wasn't all the way there, though. So, uh, you know, I definitely knew that I, I had to step up the skill. Uh, but I'm a physical player, so I, I, I work in the corners. I can dish the puck. Uh, but, yeah, there was, there was definitely times where I, you know, I, I want I definitely want to be better. You know, there was really quality players on this team. And, again, like, they you know, there was all this talk about national championship. You know, and they had made that run. And so... I, I, you know, I was a little nervous and wanted to perform to show these guys that I, you know, I wanted to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, now, uh, this one's going to be a kind of a tough one. Uh, do you remember your first goal playing for Toledo, or did you score a goal when you played for Toledo? Uh,
1: I don't remember. I think, I, I'm pretty sure that I did. I can't say that I remember my first goal, unfortunately,
0: um, getting old on me, John. <clears throat> I know, I know. I, I
1: want to say that I actually scored on the road when we were in St. Louis. Uh, I think we were losing the game. I was on a line with Matt Rogers, I believe, and I think his was Brett Brody. Yep. Uh, I think I scored some sort of garbage goal, but um, I honestly can't remember.
0: Well, they don't ask you, uh, you know, if it was a garbage goal. They don't ask how. They ask how many, so <laughs> – Right, the fact that you got to score one, especially if you scored it in St. Louis, man, you keep the puck. Uh,
1: is, yeah, I don't. It felt like a stick. I, I don't, honestly, we were way down, but I feel like I, I'm trying to remember,
0: but yeah, the, but yeah, yeah. Let's put it this way: uh, back then, St. Louis was an absolute powerhouse. Uh, oh yeah, they were. They dominated that league for a better part of nearly a decade. And their coach back then, Jack Behan, he's still a friend of mine. And we still keep in in touch to this day. And um, he, I mean, the the, the guys he turned out that not only played minor league pro, but he actually had several guys that made it to the show. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, his coaching is beyond reproach. That guy was just a great coach. And is a good, good solid hockey mind. So anytime you got to score against them, or especially if you beat them, that was a big deal back then. Right. So, but uh, so consider yourself amongst that, you know. Um, so, but uh, so now, um, who are some of the guys that you remember besides like Matt and uh, you talked about Brett, and uh, I remember. Uh the goalie back then was JR, wasn't it? And do you remember who else was with uh JR uh in net? Uh I don't remember uh, you know Was
1: that
0: Stephen Mate?
1: Mate with, with,
0: what's that? Was that Stephen Mate? Yeah,
1: that sounds very familiar,
0: yes. Okay. I just wanted to yeah, because I think JR told me during our, our podcast that we had uh that that's who it was. I was just trying to remember. But um Yep. So so tell me uh what was it like in that locker room, as far as you know who were the goofballs that you remember uh who were some of the maybe the practical joker types uh who were some of the more funnier you know guys that you got to mess around with there in that locker room um i would so not,
1: i know I know that a very tight locker room. It seemed like they you know again a pretty close knit team a team that had you know Gone pretty far the previous season, so I was kind of like a you know a guy on the outside kind of coming in. But um, I always remember Reeves being kind of a, a jokester. He just you know the way he he carried himself, he was just silly. Um, you know I, I liked the guy. He just like he just seemed to kind of let loose, and um I don't know, it just he seemed to have the guy that you know the guy that kind of had some jokes or messed around people or whatever it was.
0: mhm Okay. Uh Brett Reeves, man or Bart Reeves, I'm sorry, Bart Reeves. Brett's Yeah, Bart, see, yeah. See, that that's the thing is he, so there
1: was like three or four of us that all had to our, our first name was John. And
0: mm-hmm. I believe
1: his first name was John, but he went by Bart. And so that's kinda what I was like, Man, this guy must be a jokester. His name's going by Bart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well the thing was he had a he had a he had a, a stiff right hand that could drop you in an instant.
1: Oh man. Yeah, that dude Yeah.
0: I mean, and the thing is, I love about him is he was so like, doo, 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 doo. but he had, <laughs> his right hand was like, Ooh, I mean, and he was only like, what a hundred, he wasn't even 150 pounds soaking wet. Uh,
1: I don't
0: think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't, I mean, uh, I've said it before, man, that guy was hands down one of the like toughest fighters there ever was in the central state yep. hockey league. Hands down. Yep. And oh my goodness, that, that, I mean, that, 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 those hands were frightening. They're just pure bones and they hurt people. And that, that's what he did. But uh, so, uh, now, did you have to do any kind of rookie initiation your first year in Toledo or did they uh, grandfather you in?
1: I must have been grandfathered in because I did not have any rookie uh, initiation.
0: Okay.
1: I don't think. I don't think I, I may have had one fight uh, in the central states, but I was a, a guy who threw hands myself, and so honestly, if somebody would have made me initiate something, I might have, I might have made them take twice about it. I wouldn't say it like that, but I, I guess I just, I'm not one that's going to go do some weird initiation. I, I played a couple seasons in junior, and I guess I wasn't going to be fooled to go whatever. But, but I don't know, yeah. who knows, but yeah, I wasn't. Luckily, I wasn't asked to do anything rookie.
0: That's good. How old were you when you when you came to Toledo? Uh, Were you what nineteen or twenty? I was twenty. Okay, so um, so you play. So how how long did you play in Toledo? You said just under half a season.
1: Half a season. Uh, At that point, I was. I guess in the central stage, you could only have so many twenty-year-olds. Yes. and so they were bringing in somebody, so I was actually, uh, Duncan told me they were going to trade me or, or move me. And so I uh, I had good connections with my old team in Helena, and uh, when, once I knew that was happening, I, I'm i not sure if the organization reached out or I reached out. I feel like the organization must have reached out, I don't remember making that phone call. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, was, I was moved back to Helena. And so, yeah, I... Uh, you became, um, was yeah. it the Bighorns back then? It was the Bighorns. So originally, I played for what was called the Queen City Cutthroats. Um, but when the the NA, uh, the North American League in that region, fizzled out, uh, they absorbed the old Helena team. And that the Helena Baseball Park had been kind of the a staple in Helena for for many years.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so they they absorbed the team. Uh, all the big ones and so i ended up going to
0: helena's okay. big ones. all right so now um tell me uh i mean when you got to helena uh did it feel like hey i'm home
1: yes it kind of did
0: it probably had to feel pretty good too the fact that you as a as a 20 year old uh you know you've already you've been there done that as far as you know Uh, playing junior hockey you've been all over the country literally and you you make the you make the transition one more time to come into playing uh at helena and uh it's i mean did they throw you to the wolves right away or did you take some time to try and work yourself in
1: no i guess i was thrown right in um I, it, it almost felt like I hadn't missed a beat. Yeah, I don't think I missed a game. I, I was sent over practice, and we were right at it. I, I was thrown into games. Um, I think I'd even there were even a couple of players who had been there since I, when I left that were still on the team. I'm trying to remember names. but um, Yeah, I don't know. It felt like home. I'd won a championship there before, and it was, uh, it was a good place to be. I had friends there. Um, ended up going to school there, so yeah, it was it was it was a good a good ending, I guess, to a junior career.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, now did you did you build it with the same family or? I did. Yeah, I did. Wow, that's pretty cool. They yeah. they remember you and man. Yeah. And the good- so their son actually had played on the
1: team. Uh He was a local kid. His name was Levi Ideal. Uh, and he was on the team, uh, when I first started there, he was, he kind of, you know, a him scratch more and less, but worked his way in the system, stayed, stayed with the team, you know, became a, you know, a staple there and, uh, we were close friends and it was basically nothing to, you know, to come back and phone call and, you know, I loved the family and they were great people and they had space and, why not?
0: Hey, that's all. That's you know about fitting in. Where you fit in. Yeah. That, so yeah. now, uh, how did you guys do that year with uh, in Helena? Did you guys uh, make the playoffs? We, did,
1: we made it to the uh, then with the Cascade Cup Finals. Uh, we lost. I think I think it the best of five series. I think we lost in five to Puget Sound. Um, they ended up running into a big issue because they were paying players, and they had guys that weren't supposed to be there signed. And I remember what the whole deal was, but they were in in fire with with uh, USA Hockey. But they, uh, we still didn't get a chance. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't care now, but you know, it was upsetting that, But we didn't get a chance to go to the national championship the national tournament. Um, so it was, it was kind of a weird deal. I remember how it all shook out, but uh, it, it was a weird deal. So it was fun.
0: Okay. So uh, so you finished your your last year of juniors in Helena. Um, yep. What uh, what went through your mind after that last game? Did it Did you think uh, there I'm gonna play more, or did you think maybe maybe I need to get on with real life, or what went through your mind?
1: So, yeah, I, uh, I was frustrated, um, and I I actually didn't want to play for a minute. I uh, I got accepted at University of Montana to go to school there. I didn't even plan on bringing my hockey here. Um, and then I had a, a good friend of mine who, played, who I played with in Helena, who was going to school there at the time, and he said, hey, man, you got to bring your bag. The community up here is awesome. Men's League is awesome. Uh, there's even... You know, ACHA a team at the school if you want to do that. And I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. That's kind of burned out right now. But brought my bag, and that was the best thing I could have ever asked for. Um, the, the community, the hockey community in Missoula, Montana is, is wonderful. When I was going to school there, they were like, uh, I think, top 10 in like, uh, as far as per capita and like men's league enrollment uh, in the U- US with men's league hockey or something. And so it was really cool. It was an awesome, you know, town to be in, and, and the hockey community was outstanding. And honestly, I met my closest friends, uh, some of my closest friends now, uh, playing men's league and a little bit of ACHA hockey uh, at the university. Well,
0: uh, now the thing I remember someone saying, uh, I think it was JR, that a group of you guys uh, from the Cherokee got together after the season that that last junior season uh tell me about that i think you guys went skiing so, or something or
1: were you saying charity players
0: yeah it was like it was like jr swede uh matt uh anthony i think
1: so i don't think i was part of that group cuz i never i don't think i ever met swede
0: Yes, hedel uh, I
1: know yeah, I heard all the stories about him, but I don't ever believe that I actually met him.
0: Oh, okay. Because when Jr. talked about it, he mentioned you by name, so that's is, why. Was that when
1: we went up to to Was that when we were in the Midwest? Was that when we went to like Elkhart, Indiana, or something?
0: No, I think he. I, it was. I think it was when uh, he went up to Wyoming for something, and uh, that that may it may it may not have been you. So that's all right, but. Um, yeah. I know I'm that, to
1: remember. I know. I went up to, uh, I, I spent some time with, with Anthony Martin and uh, Rogers, like in his hometown or somewhere. And we went up to uh, Notre Dame and stuff like that. But I don't remember JR. And I don't remember sweeping. man. Although so it's it's running a little vague these days. Um,
0: yeah, I really don't know he know. said so. But I, I know know. he went up to see, because I guess Anthony lived in Wy- in Wyoming? He lived he did, in he went Laramie? He college up there. Yeah, up yeah. in Laramie. So, but I never went up there. Okay. Well, then it must have been just Jr. and and, and Anthony and them. Okay, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So, so the next yeah. time
0: you run into him, you can say, why didn't you guys include me? Right? <laughs> and
1: see, I, I would see J.R. from time to time because he was up in Breckenridge, and uh I, I lived up there for, for a number of years. Okay. And so I would see him at drop-in. I actually used to play men's league against J.R. Uh, we were on opposite of teams.
0: Hmm. Were you pretty good against him? I think I did okay. <laughs> just something to just something to get his dander up i'm sure yeah
1: exactly but,
0: but i'm I'm glad for him though he's now coaching got the head coach gig yep. at breckenridge high school that's pretty awesome yep. so now awesome yeah so now now getting back to you uh talking about uh playing up at montana um yep. what uh i mean did you have anything planned out as far as what you wanted to do as far as uh, maybe what you wanted a degree in, what you wanted to do for a career, any of that kind of stuff?
1: I Yes, I did, uh, although it changed courses. but So as a young kid, in, I guess during my junior years, I would come home for the summers, and my mom had worked for a few law firms. So I actually had interned at a number of law firms uh, during the summers, and I thought I was going to go to school and be a lawyer.
0: Yeah,
1: and then when I started taking some 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 of these courses, I was like, Nah, nah this isn't for me. So I uh I didn't I hadn't claimed a, a degree at that point, but I I switched to business. Mhm. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, found my found my route there. Um, I ended up becoming a or, or studying management information systems, uh, fancy word for IT basically. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, I mean it, 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 it changed. I I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I thought I was gonna be a lawyer and make much money, but that wasn't really wasn't for me. And I'm kind of glad because that's not that's not
0: me. I was gonna say you're happy. That's the that's you want to be happy. Yeah. You don't yeah. Wanna, you, wanna, you but, don't want to be a, a you know a, you know tied to tied to the job as you. You want to be whatever yeah. it is you are, and that is you want to be the best John you could be. So. Yeah, exactly. So now, so you go on with that, but tell me about uh, the, 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 the game, you know, the, uh, the level of, of, college, of the college hockey, the ACHA experience. What was that like there at Montana?
1: So, honestly, it was actually really good. When I first walked in, there was like a student meeting in this room, with like a, some boardroom at the college, and all these guys are sitting in these chairs. You know, I wasn't sure what was, what to expect, but uh, when I got on the ice, there were some some really good players, guys that had played elsewhere, one guy had played at like St. John's D3, uh, played with a bunch of Minnesota kids, played with a bunch of Alaskan kids, uh, a couple kids from Chicago. Um, it was really good. I did not expect to be that good, and we we traveled, and we kind of teams. Um, and, I don't know, it was fun. It was, uh, it was something I truly I truly enjoyed. And we were a student-run organization. We raised our money. We, uh, we traveled together in vans and vehicles and whatever we could put together. We had, you know, guys in and out the day before the game trying to scrounge together a team and make sure we had enough jerseys and socks and everything. But it was awesome. I mean, it was a great experience. Uh, really, really fun. And uh, something that I didn't think I was going to take a leadership role in, I ended up being our uh, our captain my senior year, I ended up being actually being our president, because no one else would take the reins, and our, our pre- previous president had graduated, so at one point I was the, I'm trying to remember the, what they used to call that one, uh, the coach, captain, president guy all in one, but I was that guy.
0: So, so um,
1: essentially, you were like, like the, what the GM does. Yes. But uh, they had a me. There's a coach. I forget the, the joke name they called it. But anyway, um, yeah. We didn't have a real coach, so I would drop our practices. We had a kid who was a, a very close friend of mine, Brett Shapley, who would, he was, uh, he grew up loving hockey, but never skated. So during game days, when we were required to have a, someone on the bench, Even the dude on the bench, even though I'm I'm in gear, running line, telling people you got to, we're doing this, first line out, and our power play, and this and that. It was fun. I I truly enjoyed it.
0: Now, Uh uh, what was uh, what was some of the experiences like there as far as uh, the 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 camaraderie? Tell me about like some of the goofy things that went on when you played at at Montana.
1: So, camaraderie was was really good. Uh, I mean, it was usually, like, guys, you know, uh, very close group. It was a team that had kind of been strengthened and set in place before I got there. And so, like, when I walked in, everyone knew each other and messed with each other. But it was uh, a lot of messing with each other, you know. Guys hiding gear, taking gear, whatever they would do with each other. But a lot of, I mean, we traveled together on, you know, and, Somebody's. You know, we were trying to scrounge up cars to to drive to to Seattle and, and play, you know, a, a weekend and try make sure we have enough guys and all that stuff. So the the camaraderie was really good. It was just I don't know. It was like disorganized or maybe somewhat organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a good group. Um, but yeah. So now um... you're trying to wrangle college guys. So. You know, there is a little bit of alcohol involved, and you're trying to make sure everyone's staying on the same page, and, you know, guys don't drink too much before a game or whatever. But overall, it, it was a good time.
0: Okay. So now, um, so, I mean, what what was it like there as far as uh, the, the I guess, what are some of the good stories you remember from, uh, from your college days playing, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the, the silliness and the stuff that you can laugh at now.
1: So I've got a, a pretty hilarious story. Um, we were going to, I believe it was Seattle at the time. We were driving. There was guys in like a couple vehicles, and then some of us were piled into like somebody's old motorhome, uh, riding out there. And on our way out. This was like a Friday. It was a, it was a dually wheeled motorhome. One of the back tires had gone out. We're so like, okay, we'll, we'll ride. It was like an 80s motorhome too. So we, we'll ride out. We'll, we'll find a spare when we get into town. And, and you know we'll get it fixed. Get into town. Nobody has a spare. You got to order a spare. It takes a week or two, whatever the story is. So we play our weekend. I think we split the weekend. Um, have a good time. Don't think about it. Jump in the car in the motorhome on our way out. That same side of the, the motorhome blows the other tire. Now we're stranded in like nowhere, Idaho, with no wheels on a Sunday. Okay. You can't find a you can't find a tire store. within <clears throat> ten of miles um, and we're stranded. There's like ten or twelve guys in this motorhome, and we gotta get home. You know, we got we got school to do, whatever the story was. And so we start looking around. We're like. You know, you can't find a, a bus, you can't, I mean, there, there was no, nothing. Uh, i looking at, it. whatever, rent a car, no rent a car places were open. And no rent a car places would like rent to us, or, I guess it wouldn't do one way, I don't know if it's but. So, I had actually, this was my idea, uh, thinking back to, if you remember in Home Alone, when uh, Kevin's mother gets in the back with John Candy of the U-Haul. Oh, yeah. As a, uh... So we drove 80 miles to, I think, like Rexburg, Idaho to rent a U-Haul one way. We grabbed this U-Haul, drove all the way back to the site for the the motorhome down the side of the highway, Grab a bunch of guys, throw a bunch of bags in there, a couple cold pops, and... We drive, I think it was like six or seven hours. Luckily, there was a light in the back, but it felt like the Home Alone story where, you know, we're all piled back there. Guys are singing songs. Any polkas? You know, <laughs> it was mad. It was cold. Yeah, it was madness back there. It was, it was a good time, but it was just, uh, I don't know.
0: It, it, wouldn't want to do it, it again.
1: Just, yeah, wouldn't want to do it again. Great experience. I'll pass the next time.
0: There you go. That's funny. No, I mean, yeah. but uh, still, though, I'm sure that well, that probably added to the bonding. I'm sure of the, of the guys, especially being in the back. Were you in the back or did you drive?
1: I was in the back.
0: Ooh, ooh,
1: yeah,
0: man. Hope yeah. your hope your guys' like, phones lasted at least, because man, I don't
1: even know. I'm not even sure we all had cell phones then.
0: Holy smokes.
1: This, I, I'm sure that. You know, I know we had cell phones. I'm not sure we all had smartphones. That's a pretty old dated thing to say. This was like 2010, 2011. So, I mean, there, was, there were cell phones. I think we were rocking like foot phones. And some guys had the new touch screens. But
0: oh, of um, course. That's cool. Man, that is funny. Oh, so <laughs> now you finish up uh, and you got your degree in business. Uh, yep. And so. Did you go back home to Colorado, or where did you go to next?
1: Yep, went, went home to Colorado. Um, actually moved up to the Summit County Breckenridge area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if Jr. had had moved up there at that point just yet. I think he may have.
0: Um, I know he was a he was at he was working as a as a in a on a golf course. Yep. So that's the what I remember course. about him. And uh, yeah. Actually,
1: funny story. I moved when I moved up to Breckenridge. I moved in with uh, my best friend, who I played AAA hockey with uh, at the Rampage. He was our goaltender then. Uh, I played with him and hell on the two His name is Corey. I moved into a house with Corey and Anthony Martin from Toledo. Huh. That was the first house I moved into. Yeah.
0: That had to be interesting.
1: It was interesting. <laughs> uh, it was good though. Uh, we were a good hockey family uh we played mentally together uh ended up coaching up there uh, so it was good
0: well, i enjoyed it so i mean how what uh, what level of coaching did you do were you with the little guys uh maybe, I,
1: was, I was actually coaching uh i had coached previously in montana i did i coached like the middle school uh in house like a mixed uh rec program um but actually my friend Corey was I think – I'm not sure if he was the director at that point or the year after, but he was uh, he was very involved with, with Summit Youth Hockey. So he was coaching the U19AA girls. So I ended up jumping in with him from coaching uh, U19AA girls, which was awesome. Those girls were, were awesome. They were – you know, uh, one thing about coaching girls is they listen. You know, you had boys – Whatever they're doing while they're standing around in line, girls actually they want to get better. I mean, I know boys do, but it was Austin awesome coaching the girls, so
0: did that. Wow, um, that's pretty. Cool. Yeah. So, so you, uh, so you're in Colorado. Uh, life, uh, life seems to be going along just fine, and yep. now you're moved again. What brought that on?
1: Uh, so I actually, I moved from there. I took a a job down in Dallas, Texas, uh, working for a general contractor doing, uh, construction management type stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I moved down there, worked down there for four years, uh, started my career, which I'm still currently doing. Uh, my mentor, his name was Tom, a great guy that helped kind of get me started with what I do. Um, kind of outgrew what I was doing down there. We were small small firm, and so I actually ended up coming back to Colorado. Um, I moved back in, like, 2017.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um was, was in Colorado from 2017 up until just a few months ago. Um, again, I was coaching. I coached uh, in Littleton for U19 AA girls, and then actually uh, a good friend of mine who I played... Triple-A with, uh, again, with the Rampage. Uh, He played for the Metro Jets and a a couple other junior teams. Uh, His name is Troy Watts. Great guy. Uh, Troy's an awesome coach and just a great guy. And So I ended up coaching with him in Wilton, and he ended up moving to Fort Collins to coach the CSU women's APHA team. And because he's an awesome guy, I told him, you know what? He asked me if if I'd coach with him, even though Fort Collins is about an hour drive. For me, I said, you know what? I will coach. I'll go down there. I'll make this our drive just because I would do this for you. So I was coaching with him just this past season. Not sorry, not this twenty, not the COVID season, but the season prior. So in nineteen twenty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I coached the CSU women's hockey. It was a blast. Uh, girls are awesome. Troy is just an amazing coach. Passionate guy. Um, so yeah, then this past season. The 20, you know, 20, and everyone was aware of this COVID stuff. Uh, I took a little bit of transition in my life. Uh, I was, I've, I've been with my now fiance for about three years. She lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So, decided to resign from the company I was working for, which I loved, and uh, took a job out here. Um, I'm actually coaching out here. I, I do coach the little guys now, coaching the U10. Uh, playing some men's league, so uh, I can't get away from hockey. That's one thing. I, I uh, wh- Wherever it's at, I, I have to be a part of the hockey.
0: Well, let me ask you, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I think it's great. You know, congratulations on the engagement. I, I What I want to you. know is, um, I mean, Arkansas is not what I would say necessarily is a hotbed for hockey. Uh, how hard is it to find ice?
1: So, honestly, I, you know, I, I saw the same thing, but uh, there's a, a rink that's, that's 20 minutes away. It's in it's called Springdale. It's northwest, northwest Arkansas, but it's actually a uh, it's a pretty popular. I wouldn't say very popular, but for those that play hockey, it's 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 good. So the University of Arkansas has an ACHA team, mm-hmm. and they are actually pretty good. And there's a lot of kids that are pretty damn good around here. Um, also, because this is uh, the home of Walmart, there's a lot of folks that are, that are part of corporate that have moved here from northern and eastern and midwest states that, that live and, and now raise their kids here. So, men's league's pretty good. The youth hockey's growing. Um, honestly, there's, I, I play hockey multiple times a week. I'm in, I'm, I just got invited to a Saturday morning skate. I skate uh, a Sunday drop-in. I play men's league on Monday or Wednesday night. Coach on Tuesday, um, so and we, we have games on Friday, so I'm on the ice pretty regularly.
0: Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. So, uh, but I mean, is there like uh, high school teams there that play or there and...
1: is high school, yeah.
0: Hmm. Wow. So it's man. growing. I,
1: it's, it's something I think that probably ten years ago people would have been wouldn't even know what ice hockey is, but I think because of these folks that are, that are, have moved here for corporate that, um, you know, have brought their family and I guess the, the hockey with them, you know, they're raising their kids to play hockey. So there's, there's some good young talented kids growing up playing in this area.
0: Man, that's pretty cool. I'm glad, you know, I mean, I'm glad you want to yeah. grow. We always want to grow the game. Um, do you see yourself Definitely. coaching at a higher level? Like, I mean, like juniors or high school or, or anything above that?
1: I don't know. Um, I tell people I uh, I don't I don't have like the true passion of coaching like some of you know the guys that I worked with the the Andrew Sherman's or uh, the Troy Watts. I'm like uh, I'm the Craig Patrick to I think his name is Craig Patrick to the Herb Brooks.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it, I'm I'm the assistant coach. I am the X and o guy X's and O's guy. But I don't like I'm not I just don't. Maybe it's because of work. And I just don't have the time to put together crazy practice plans and all that. But if I, if I'm, if I'm part of a, you know, like a, if it was Troy Watts and, and he was coaching junior and asked me to coach with him, I would definitely do it. So it's probably not something that I would seek out on my on my own. Now I'm definitely will be part of youth hockey and coaching for forever, and I will do all that. But I really don't know if that's something that like I'm going to seek out and, and want to chase a, a coaching. I guess career, if
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I understand that. That makes sense. Well, I'll tell you what, before we wind her up here, John, a um, couple things. Number one, what? Uh, who would you say was the, uh, the, uh, uh, the hockey person on the ice, whether it be coach, scout, uh, player, teammate, uh, whoever, uh, in the game that it has impacted you the most?
1: I think, uh, well, uh, definitely my coach uh, with the call to rampage when I played uh, there. It was uh, his name was Andrew Sherman. He was definitely one of those coaches that really, you know, he had such passion that you you just felt invigorated by it. I mean, it's just something that just lit the spark in, in myself and then I think all those around me. And so he was definitely one of those people that I certainly influenced. Uh, myself, both on and off the ice,
0: honestly. Okay, that's fair enough. Now, how about away from the ice? Uh, Who would you say uh, was the person or persons that were the most instrumental for you in terms of your life?
1: I didn't say my father. Uh, My dad, he was one of those guys that he drove me to, you know, every single practice. I mean, we had an hour and a half commute. Uh, to 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 the springs when I was playing for the Rampage every day. He was there. He was the one driving me through the snow, through the ice. I'd be getting dressed in the car, doing homework on the way back, and you know, 10 o'clock at night type stuff. Uh, He made every game. He used to drive the van for us on our road trips uh, with our equipment manager. He donated like a bus or a van or something. Uh, But he was just so instrumental with, you know, he he never pushed me. He was never one of those dads that. Wanted to see himself through me or whatever it was, but he was just the best support. He was the loudest parent out there. He bought all the gear. You know, he went on every trip. Uh, he was just, just awesome. But with, with all that stuff, I mean, still to this day, just so supportive. Um, but yeah, definitely my father.
0: Wow, that's pretty incredible. Um, well, okay, uh, one last thing here, John. Um, is there anything you want to say to Cherokee Nation? Uh, as far as, uh, I mean, our fan base listens to this, coach, uh, coaches, alumni, you name it, they all listen in. And just if there's anything you want to say to them.
1: Well, I'd say that, you know, it, it, it's definitely a proud program. And I I wish I would have had some more time playing in Toledo. Um, but, you know, I could say that the the organization was, was really well run when I got there. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, hockey is definitely a game for life and, you you know, I think that the the young guys that are just just joining the team or have been there for a little bit, I think is you know just something that you know you got to be prideful in in, in your organization and your team. And I know that, that Toledo definitely has pride, and so it's something that just got to you know keep that pride up. And um, you know, I'm just thankful that I got to be a part of part of it and you know get the a snapshot of, of you know what what a, a good organization is all about. So
0: I'll tell you. It's, we have a saying uh, when it comes to the Cherokee is that it, it, once you've been a Cherokee, you're a Cherokee for life. So whether it's 10 it. minutes, 10 months, 10 years, uh, it's yep. just, it's one of those things, you know? So uh, you will always be considered a Cherokee. So don't don't ever, ever doubt that for one second, John. Um, yes, sir. I love that. Yep. So, uh, well, hey, man, it seemed like it was only a couple minutes ago we started this, but here I we know. are. Yeah. Went by pretty quick, didn't it? It
1: did. It really
0: did. It was a great conversation. I tell you, I really enjoyed it immensely. So, uh, John, I tell you what, when all this, when we get back to some semblance of normalcy, uh, yep. we're going we're gonna to have a get together. We're going to have a little reunion type okay. thing where everybody comes back and you know, we'll probably have an alumni game for folks that want it. But the, the, my goal as an old guy is I want to have a bunch of us get together watch a Cherokee game, probably have to do it early in the season because I know there's a lot of coaches in this bunch. Um, But just uh, hang out, watch a Cherokee game, sit in the stands, have a couple pops and just tell some lies and laugh hysterically at it. Uh, That's the goal. So, yep, I I hope so. And, you know, it's like I think it's great that you're helping keep hockey uh, going strong in Arkansas. You know, I'm still trying to wrap myself yeah. around that one, but I'm glad that you are because it takes guys like I, I, you.
1: Yeah. I I agree. You know, I'm I'm still myself kind of wrap my head around it trying to figure out, but it's great, you know, like you said, it, it going the game wherever we can I
0: think is off. Awesome, so. Yep, amen to that. So, well, that's going to do it here for episode 64 of the Cherokee Rewind. We thank John Melendez for hanging out with us here in this episode. Don't forget, hit subscribe with whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Just put in Cherokee Rewind and it will pop up for you and subscribe to it. That way every new episode that drops, you'll get notified when it drops and you'll be able to keep up with everything that we're doing here with this podcast. So for John Melendez, I am Mick. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind.